What's up, everybody? Welcome back to Baseball Connection. So just after I posted yesterday's episode, there was breaking news that the Red Sox hired Alex Cora as their manager. So he's returning to Boston after less than a year off, basically, because he was their manager in 2018 and 2019. He got suspended early in this year, early in 2020, got a season-long suspension and the Red Sox hired an interim manager. They went through the managerial search. They had nine candidates, whittled it down to two finalists. It was either going to be Alex Cora or Sam Fold. And, you know, when I say Sam Fold, some of you might remember the, you know, the former major leaguer who played for a bunch of different teams and um, who, was, who was a good player in his own right. I mean, when I say good player, he was he he had he hit for the cycle. Let me say that he hit for the cycle against the Red Sox one time, and it was a a very um, fun spectacle to watch. But uh, he's he's like a guy who's very analytically minded. He's been working in the Philly front office, and uh, he actually has a relationship with Red Sox GM Haim Bloom back from their days together at Tampa Bay. But nonetheless, the Red Sox chose to bring back Alex Cora, and. The, the advantage Cora has, or had, I would say, is that obviously he won a World Series with the Red Sox just two years ago, and he has a strong relationship with the players. Guys like Devers, Bogarts, those guys like who are you know, the faces of the franchise now, those guys really respect and really enjoy having Alex Cora around. So he can kind of hit the ground running already because he has an existing relationship with the players, most of the players who are already on the team. I mean, there are only a few new players on Boston that haven't been managed by Alex Cora yet. So, yeah, I mean, but but I'm a Red Sox fan, and most of you know this. My concern is that we have kind of two years of, you know, a body work of two years to judge Alex Cora with the time, you know, in Boston, because he had no managerial experience before managing the Red Sox. So his first year, he won the World Series in 2018. But 2019, he had basically the same roster, and the team was not very good. I mean, they slipped to 84 and 78 with pretty much the exact same team. And the main issue I had with the way Alex Cora handled 2019 was the pitching staff. He didn't pitch his, he didn't get his pitchers ready in spring training. I think Chris Sale only threw like 10 innings in spring training. Like Sale, Price, and Purcello combined for I think like 21 or like 20 something innings in spring training in 2019 they were very unprepared so they started the season off I mean I don't know if some of you remember Chris Sale just like started his first couple starts throwing like 89 miles an hour he was just still getting in shape and the Red Sox came out of the gate really cold in 2019 I think that was largely due to Alex Cora's negligence of not getting his pitching staff ready in spring training I mean they would pick things up later in the season and they would be fine but what happened was early in the season those early months the Red Sox bullpen ended up getting taxed really heavily and then the bullpen faltered by mid-season when the pitching when the starting pitching came into form so it was just like I think it was lack of preparation to be honest with you so that 2019 season was 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 pretty much a failure in my opinion I mean coming off a off a World Series victory you can't just you know 
stoop down that low. So, like I said, you know, Bogey and Dever, Devers are like the two guys uh, who are the face of the franchise. But you also have Eduardo Rodriguez, you know, who hopefully can overcome his, you know, COVID-19 complications and be back on the mound next year. Christian Vasquez, J.D. Martinez, those guys all are, you know, they're all guys who, who enjoyed having Alex Cora around. So he's going to be back with the Red Sox, and we'll see what he can do with this club in 21 and 22. So he has a two-year contract with a two-year club option for 23 and 24. So obviously it's going to depend on how he does these next couple of years. In other news yesterday, the Platinum Glove Awards were announced that's just basically you take all the gold glovers and you pick the best of each. In the National League, it's Nolan Arenado. No surprise there. And in the American League, it's Alex Gordon. So what a great way for Alex Gordon to go out on top. He retires. He wins a gold glove. He wins a platinum glove. I mean, just going out, riding off into the sunset. That's great. So congrats to both those guys. I mean, Arenado, that was a no-brainer. He led all of baseball with defensive runs saved. And he also tied for most outs above average. So he tied Jackie Bradley Jr. and Luis Robert with 7 OAA, but he led with 15 DRS. Alex Gordon, he's been a defensive stalwart for a long time. Eight gold gloves and yet another platinum glove. This is his second platinum glove. This was his eighth gold glove. Just a great player. He's gonna be in the hall. Uh, he's gonna be in the Royals Hall of Fame for sure. Not not the overall baseball Hall of Fame. He's gonna be a Royals Hall of Famer um, and probably get his number retired here pretty soon. So congrats to him. And yeah. And in other news, sorry, it sounds like I'm I'm skipping around, but I I just saw this and I had to um, mention it. So the Mets clean house yesterday. They completed the sale of the Mets from the Wilpons to Steve Cohen. So he just, just hours after he finalized the deal, the deal was for $2.4 billion. Uh, that, that's a record. That's a record. Um, and just hours after doing so, basically he fired the, the entire staff, the GM uh, and a bunch of front office guys, executives, Omar Minaya, Allard Baird, Adam Gutridge, and Jared Banner. He just, he fired them all. And the Brody Van Wagenen experiment is over in New York. I mean, he joined the Mets prior to 2019 after being an agent for, for many years. And um, he made some very questionable moves, very aggressive moves. But in hindsight, uh, they did not pay off. I mean, including a seven-player trade that sent Jared Kelenic and Justin Dunn to the Mariners in exchange for Robbie Cano and Edwin Diaz. Both Robbie Cano and Edwin Diaz haven't panned out for the Mets. And Jared Kelenic looks like he's going to be stud outfielder at the big league level pretty soon and then he also made some other moves trading multiple prospects for win now moves i mean he traded for um you know marcus stroman which is which is fine billy hamilton jake marisnik jd davis and then he signed free agents like jed lowry rick porcello dallin batansis most uh, yours familiar most of these moves did not work out and the mets missed the playoffs two straight season under Brody Van Wagenen. So, yeah. We'll, we'll see. We'll see who they hire to replace BVW. But, yeah, Steve Cohen obviously knew what he was going to do. The moment he he bought this team, he had been playing this, obviously, because just hours after he let go of all those front office members. So, there'll be a new look for the Mets front office pretty soon.
But that's going to do it for today. Those are all the updates I have. If you enjoyed this, please share it with someone who would be interested. And we'll see you next time on Baseball Connection.